When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up? It's John Boy and Jake Radio. It's April 17th. We're coming to you from our own places where we usually, every day, where we usually come to you from. Jake, how are you? Good morning, James. I'm, I'm doing pretty well. Pretty well. I think we were both riding high off, off the Yanks dub yesterday. Um... I uh, I almost did a shirtless show. Whoa! I, I was ready to rip for a little while, shirtless. Um, and then you know I don't know, just I I feel like there will be a day when my journalistic integrity will be questioned. If I have all this shit, <laughs> whoa, bleep, all this shirtless footage. So I I don't know, but I, I'm in good spirits and dude, I <laughs> you think. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. And I think, uh, oh, the other, I mean, the the biggest thing going on was I was debating. I was like, am I going to eat breakfast before the show, after the show? What should I do? I ended up starting to eat breakfast, which, Jim, I'm still in a vicious life breakfast cycle where my breakfasts are just, I lose control. I see black and just like it's the... The scene in Beer Fest where he wakes up next to the dead deer. Like, anything is liable. Like, leftover turkey meat, cheeseburger, banana, oatmeal. Um, it just gets gross. Like, I don't stop eating breakfast until I've hit, like, I've filled the tank. And it's bad for me. This is bad for you. No control of it. Every other meal, I'm fine. They're almost light. But it's like vile. Like I'm, I'm not happy with myself while I'm eating. Yeah, you should take care of that. I guess I can't. I have a breakfast burrito in front of me that Katie made me. We gotta Pretty try nice. and sneak bites while we record this. Good. Your hair right now. Yes. In a tank top. Yes. You look like Richard Simmons. It's the goal. It's the goal. I was kind of going mad scientist. He's kind of the mad scientist of fitness and controlling your eating. So maybe there's some symbolism there. Yeah. I, uh, uh, I, I didn't know if I was like, it was too far fetched or not. So I've been scrolling oh, through no. Richard Simmons images. And yeah, you look like Richard Simmons. It's right on the nose. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's kind of, that's a dream of mine. Um, dude, doesn't he have like a crazy story? Don't like people not know if he's alive or dead and he's like trapped at his compound or something? All right. So there's this 
podcast that came out called Finding Richard Simmons. Right. And it is the look into the mind of a stalker. Right. Who doesn't realize he's a stalker. The guy who hosts the podcast, initially, you're like, okay, yeah, let's see what's going on with Richard Simmons. This guy makes some good points, blah, blah. And as you go deeper and deeper at six-episode podcast, I think, you start to realize, oh, shit, the host of this podcast is a, is a stalker. He's a Richard Simmons stalker, and he doesn't realize that he's a stalker. So it's, and I'm not, that's not even really a joke. Like, this is the general reaction to that podcast, the review, like, that was creepy. Right. Wouldn't the counter be like, this guy's trying to do a podcast almost like Adnan style, but with a person instead of a murder? So if you do that with any person, I mean, it's going to seem stalkerish, but that's kind of the goal. He went to like Richard Simmons' brother and Richard Simmons' publicist, and like he kept getting every interview, and they were like, Richard Simmons is fine. And then he'd narrate it and be like, but was he? All right. And then at the end last episode him and richard simmons were friends he did his richard simmons workout class sure and there was all this stuff that like you weren't allowed to have your phones because richard simmons did like you know stuff that people wouldn't like but it's harmless right like he would just get very sexual and dance with them yeah in his own funny way and this dude told the whole world on his podcast the stuff that richard simmons said you know don't share this and then (laughs) at the end of like the last episode of this podcast they go so do you think what I've done like has helped? And uh, the person he's interviewing says, I, th- I think you've, I think there's, you did like, you started a lot of harm. Yeah. N- none of this was a thing. And I think you ruined a lot of people's uh, lives for a while while you've been doing this. And he, and he just, just doesn't get it at all. It's really interesting podcast because like I said, you listen to a stalker without realizing he's a stalker. Nice. Richard Crazy. Simmons is on Twitter now, the Wait Saint. Yeah. I think I think that sounds better in Richard Simmons' head. Um what, what is it? The Wait Saint. The Wait Saint. I like that. The Wait Saint. It's 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 a good concept. It's tough to roll off the tongue. It has to be um, Saint of Wait. Yeah, like I think that would be stronger. Um and then uh in March March of 2018, Richard Simmons was ordered to pay 130 grand after tranny lawsuit. Not sure what that is, but uh, yeah, and he's supposedly doing very well on his 70th birthday. So happy birthday, Richard Simmons, July 12th last year. Happy birthday! Yeah. How was your day yesterday? How's your day today? Florida State alum, Dick Simmons. Um. My my day today is getting going. I just told you. I mean, I went oat oatmeal oatmeal banana cliff bar so far. Um it's like three breakfasts. I had three breakfasts already. And man, yesterday yesterday was pretty quality. Um I mean, a lot of that was tied to the Yankee game, but I mean, we had an off day, so a lot more was even tied to that. Uh, felt like I did some productive stuff and then, uh, Yankees rolled, man. They looked really good. And it's the, uh, the fleeting emotions of baseball, as you like to say, Jim, where, I mean, it's almost been a shitty week and a half and then one good win and we were on cloud nine. So yeah. That's where you're at. Oh, you want the number already? I kind of want to hear your number first. 
my number going to alter your number? I don't know. I've I've never been on this side of the this side of it. You never gone first? You go first all the time. I know, that's what I'm saying. Oh. <laughs> I want to go second. I've never been on that side of oh, it. Oh, okay. I had a really good day. <laughs> good? Broke the news about the call up, which isn't I explained I said this to someone, maybe it was you, maybe it was on air. It's not huge news to break. Like it's just it's not like I when I broke the Girardi news two years ago, that was bigger. But I wasn't big enough to actually get credit for that. The fact right. that like Jack Curry shouted me out and um, Joe and Evan on the fan shouted me shouted me out and shouted the podcast out as a good Yankees podcast. That was awesome. Yeah. The cool but so if you didn't if you don't know us, who no one cares. Like no one's like, Oh, John Boy broke the news. Oh, it's like who cares? I don't care. But People that follow Talking Yanks and have followed uh, us on social media, they were really happy for us. Yeah. Which is, that makes me, like, I got odd DMs. Like, people were very happy and like, man, this is awesome. This is so cool. So that makes me happy. Makes my mood good. I send those over to my parents. Say, like, look how nice people are in this world. And then one person will say something shitty and I'll let it affect my mood. Sure. You know what I mean? And then I got all these nice people. It's like, why does the human brain suck so much? But that was really cool. What's that? Don't let your brain do that. I know. It's but it's it's tough. I think that's things I think a lot of people struggle with like balancing out like the good and the bad, because one bad can stick with you forever. It's like Conan talks on his podcast a lot. Like he's well, someone can come up to you and say so many compliments and they say like one backhanded. I love your stuff, I love your stuff. I used to not like it, but I love it now, and Conan's like, ugh. Yeah. You've just ruined it. You remember the mistakes more than the highlights. Yeah. Yeah, I always found that interesting when Pettit and someone else on CeCe's podcast were asked if they can relive one game. And I was totally ready for them to say, like, game seven. Like, I, that was fantastic. I loved it. Let's relive it. And they both said the worst games of their career just so they could relive it and fix it. Yeah. I was like, oh, competitor mindset. That's cool. Anyway, then the Yankees were... Not only was it a really good game, Jake, it gave so much content. Like I was I had my two screens going and it was just so many gifs and videos and like really fun pieces of content from the game that I was trying to share with everyone. It was a good day. I was really, really good day. I'm going seven six. Wow. Best yeah. day ever? Yeah. Uh seven five was my last best day ever. Wow. Setting the bar. Good for you, man. Congrats. Um, not every day I'm, I'm going to break news. So I'm going six one. Um, I mean, still some Tuesday effects in the morning. The bad dream we talked about yesterday. Um, yeah, you, you get re- that. On, you, if we got, if we got the same Yankee performance tonight, like I could be approaching an eight, you know, today. Yeah. Yeah. We, it could drop down so bad. That's how days work. Yep. I thought you meant that if the Yankees doubled up again, it would make yesterday even better. And I was like, that's, I don't know no. if that's how it works. But yeah, you mean today. Cool. Cool. Both had good days. Nice. If we keep going on this trend, we're gonna, our Fridays are going to be fantastic. I don't think I did anything else yesterday. Oh, we got a bunch of shirts. And I went, uh, ooh, dude, I saw uh, a guy with a hooker in his car. Prostitute. Nice. Lady of the night. It's the middle of the day, though. And I, he parked. In the, the parking lot by me. She stayed in the car. He walked into the, the grocery store, supermarket. I was walking behind him, and there was another lady of the night, toothless, 
standing out front, just like hanging out out front of the store. Sure. And he looked at her and he said, hey, hey. And she looked at him like, I have no idea who you are. And he said, from the hotel. Mm. And she said, oh, yeah. Hi. <laughs> like, they used to work together at the hotel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was in maintenance. She was a, a, she was a host. Handed money. No. No, no, no person would let these people be <laughs> hosts of any establishment. Okay. <laughs> Pretty gross. But I thought that was funny. I I think they were just friends, just seeing each other. Yeah. From the hotel. <laughs> hotel. Uh, let's go into the sports. As we've mentioned, the Yankees beat down the Red Sox. Chris Hale came out of the game after only pitching five innings. James Paxton, on the other hand, threw eight no run innings. He allowed, what, two hits, zero runs, got out of a big jam in the fourth. The bats came alive. Mike Talkman's a hero for the Yankees, hits a home run, first career home run. The other side of the city, the Mets got absolutely smoked by the Phillies. The Phillies put up a 10 spot in the first inning inning to knock Mats out of the game he had to get knocked out of the game that's I don't officially know that yeah. but he had to get knocked out of the game in the first inning that's the that's the second time a Mets pitcher has not made it out of the first inning in the last week the Islanders swept the Penguins there was no doubt in our minds that was going to happen and uh the Nets are gearing up for the third game tomorrow the Giants and Jets are gearing up for the draft which starts tomorrow Jake uh next week Oh, next week. Week from week from tomorrow. Okay, I knew it was a Thursday. Draft is next week, so uh, forget I even said that. It was too early to say it. Yeah, so Jimbo, Matt didn't get one batter out. Really? Yeah. That's bad. So, yeah, he... Uh, Four hits, a walk, two homers. Um, I think there was an error as well, so there's two unearned runs. But, uh, yeah, Mats does not get out of the first. Um, Ten-run first is tough. Tough to come back from that. You think anyone ever has? Um, I'm going to say no. Ten's a big one in baseball. Yeah. I wonder what the largest... Largest deficit to come back from. I think you would just say largest comeback in MLB. Yeah, lar- largest MLB comeback. Ten runs. I mean, I think it's had to have done. I'd bet ten, ten years ago. Ten years ago, Major League Baseball witnessed its greatest comeback in history as the Cleveland Indians rallied from a 12-run deficit to defeat the Seattle Mariners 15-14 to in 11 innings. Officially, it only tied the record. You just throw that. You throw that at the end after telling me it broke it. Yeah, it tied the uh, Tigers White Sox game, June eighteenth, nineteen eleven. Ooh. Um, but yeah, I, ten runs in the first, I think, is still a lot different than a ten or twelve run deficit. Yeah, well, I don't know when, what this was. What if it was twelve nothing in the second? I still think that's that's a bigger jab than the first, but yeah, I'd I'd have to see some box scores. You got less less amount of time to make up for it. You can play that, spin that in that way. Yeah, could also add on to the lead more or demoralize them more. 
Yeah. Well, we're an embarrassment, Mats. But that's what we're comparing you to, the Mets, today, so that's tough. Oh, uh, they're still 10-7. and seven. Good for them. Yeah. Um, what a bad start. And they had some guy out of their bullpen go 5.2. Um, so Just good. started him. Good, good for that guy. I mean, he still got knocked around pretty good. I think he still gave up six earned runs, but you just need someone eating innings at that point. Uh, <laughs> Gagnon, good for you. Drew Gagnon. It's a unfortunate name. You don't like Gagnon. that name? Gagnon? No. It's too Tough. guttural. It's too guttural for my likings. He doesn't oh, like O'Brien. Oh, you guys hates- continue to feud. He hates O'Brien. He's been he hates apostrophes. Yeah. That's not even a fucking letter. That's not even one word. That's two words. You get one word for your last name. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Brian. You know, didn't, my think ne- we'd get in, didn't think we'd get into the Gagnon-O'Brien feud again, but here we are. It always comes up. Always. Do you know uh, my nephew's middle name is Brian, spelled with an E-N, not e- because of O'Brien. Is his mom's maiden name? What do you think of that? Brian with an E N. What do yeah. you mean? Brian is a s- Brian. The name is spelled with an A, but O'Brien, the last name, is spelled with B R I E N. Yeah. Okay. Because it's his mom's maiden name is O'Brien. You spell with a Y too. I think there's still an A in there. Yeah. Um, anything else? The Islanders swept the Penguins. I had that game on for a little bit. It was it was boring for me because I was like, Islanders are going to win this game. Why would the yeah, Penguins you, even try? You were on that one. Yeah, it was that was easy. It was very All easy. the momentum in the world. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's it. I mean, sucks for the Mets. That's about it. Who pitched for the Phillies? Do you have that in front of you? Uh, I want to say it was Pavetta. I clicked Pavetta? away from there. Nick Pavetta. When I say I need you, you say Pavetta. Um, and he was followed by Eikhoff for the four-inning save, Jim, rarely seen. The four-inning save. That's The four-inning save. What are the official parameters? I think it's like three-plus innings, any score. Because that's we normally see we normally see the three inning save, yeah. Um, well, not normally, but when you do see it, it's a three inning save. Um, and then yeah, it's normally it's the last last two two innings within three runs, or if there's enough runners on base to tie the game when they come in, something like that. Nice. I'm looking at this greatest comeback game, Indians Cleveland in 2011. Yeah. Let me see how many names you know. Wait, that, what year is it? I thought it was 2001. 2001, correct. I'm bad at <laughs> years. Now you're going reverse? It's <laughs> tough to keep up. <clears throat> that wasn't a verbal mistake. I thought it was 2011. Okay. Um, All right, are you ready? I'm going to give you the Indians pitchers. I'm going to give you the Mariners pitchers from 2001 that gave up. They gave up 12... They got 15 earned runs in this game. All right. So what am I supposed to guess? There's no guessing. I'm just going to tell you the name, and you tell me, ah, I know him, or I don't know him. Okay, well, I'm just going to say yeah to all of them. Well, that's – don't cheat. Aaron Saley. Seeley. Yeah, Seeley. I know I know that guy. Yeah. 
6.2 innings, five earned runs. Yeah. John Halama. Oh, yeah, John Halama. He was, a, he was a classic. He was a classic what? Reliever? Just like reliever, yeah. He was just like sloppy. He was like the Mariners version of like a Ramiro Mendoza type. Lefty or righty? I wanted to say lefty, but I confused him with Jamie Moyer, and I want to say Halama's a righty. Lefty, you're right. All right, how about yeah. this guy? Norm Charlton. Norm Charlton, yeah. He was one of the nasty boys. He doesn't look nasty in this picture. Sorry. Jeff Nelson, obviously you know him. Avi. Kazuhiro Sasaki. Yeah, he was their closer for a while. Kaz. Splitter. Arthur Rhodes. Yep, most holds in MLB history, or he's up there. And Jose Panagua. Panagua, I could, I could pretend, but not jumping out. Don't know Jose Panigua. Wow. He's a pitcher, born in the Dominican Republic. Let's see how many years he played. Oh, he's on Seattle for eight years. I feel like they did they start him for a little while, too? Uh, in, two, in 1996, he started 11 games. Okay. Yeah. You knew a lot of those guys. Good for you. Yeah, man. So did what you. About on the, what about the Indian side? Dave Burba. Dave Burba. I want Burba. I want scotch. I want beer. Mike Bassick. Bassick is one that I know the name. I couldn't tell you anything. Rich Rodriguez. Uh, he's coaching Michigan. Next. Bob Wickman. Bob Wickman was a classic reliever. He might have had a nub finger. Wow. Bob Wickman had a nub finger. And John Rocker got the save. Wow. A known racist. Maybe Bob Wickman didn't have a nub finger, but I'm going to start saying that. Well, his face looks like a nub. Yeah, he was out of shape, right? Oh, yeah. He was very out of shape. Cool. 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 There we go. Jake knows Jake knows players from 2001. <laughs> it's a good, good podcast. It is weird. that I, Not weird. Different. Like, I don't think many people our age can name all the 2001. We were, what, 10, 11 years old, 12 years old? You were 11 years old? Yeah, something like that. And you got... Your 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 knowledge of baseball from ages like eight to twelve is higher than anyone else I know's knowledge of baseball from or sports in general. But you've said that a lot. You were just a sports junkie from day one. No, no Disney Channel, none of those Disney movies. Got away from Nickelodeon quick. It was just sports. You Nick, Nickelodeon. You didn't even watch like Guts. It was like before that. Like I was Nickelodeon like. You're talking like four to seven range, and then I let it go. I was like, this ain't for me. Wow. That's pretty cool. All right. National sports. Yeah. National news. Now I'm going to guess at the Seattle Mariners 2001 roster. All right. Ichiro. No. Um, national news. The Nuggets. NBA, Jim. Nuggets beat San Antonio by nine with a huge fourth quarter. Jamal Murray goes off in the fourth. Winning by nine was important to some. Toronto beats up on Orlando. Yeah, they had to. Otherwise, they had to disband the franchise. Portland rolls against OKC. OKC can't hit a three ball. Damian Lillard, nine threes. OKC, ten. The Blue Jackets sweep the Lightning, who (laughs) literally... 
Historic regular season, uh, and Tampa really loves their lightning. We might have to get some Tampa reports soon. Uh, the Jets beat the Blues, Blues Brothers, in overtime. That series is back at 2. Vegas, baby. They go up 3-1 on your Sharks, Jim. And Wisconsin, those Badgers, they won't let J.J. Watt just wing his commencement speech because they are still a college. <laughs> That was was a good ending, Jake. I liked it. It's accurate. I was thinking if we could put together some sort of stump the Schwab. Sure. But it's you. Okay. Stump the stump. Stump the stump. Would you be into that? If I could figure Uh, out how to. No. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you'd be into that. I'm sorry. Never mind. Never mind. Nuggets beat the San Antonio by nine. So how did this game go? Was it looking close? Because I, I said that the uh, Spurs were going to cover. San wrong. Antonio was beating them. Um, but then at the start of the fourth quarter, they heard you picked them. Um, TFA. Things fall apart. Uh, no, the uh, I, I think the Nuggets had their fight-or-flight moment. They were given uh, the coach, Mike Malone, uh, post Malone, gave... <laughs> he gave credit to the Clippers for their comeback over Golden State to help inspire their rally, which I thought was pretty bizarre. Um, that That is pretty bizarre. That's really weird. Um, but, yeah, uh, they, they had a huge fourth quarter. They were down going into it. They got beat in every quarter up to that point. No, they they... They lost the first quarter by five, second quarter by five. They won by three in the third. And then the fourth quarter, 39-23 Nuggies. Um, so, yeah, and that was, uh, I, again, talk about disband the franchise. Like this somewhat historic Nugget season just would have been out the window if they lost this game. So Yeah, and speaking of historic seasons going out the window, the Lightning got swept after yeah. having one of the better – regular seasons in NHL history. Hockey. That's why hockey's crazy, man. Playoff hockey. Playoff hockey. What was their uh what was their record? Did you see the the Bay Lightning's like Twitter, like the official Twitter? Yeah, sent like a breakup breakup text. Yeah, like there's no words. We're sorry. This sucks. Let's all go be depressed. I'm all right bummer. with it. Yeah, bummer. Good for the blue. Good for the Blue Jackets. Good for the Blue Jackets. Yeah, we um, man, I know some some of the uh, girlfriend's family is in Tampa. They were more into the Blue Jackets. A couple of the the uh, restaurants and bars went to down there. Uh, big big blue or big lightning vibes down there. Um, Dude, the Lightning only lost 16 games in the regular season. They only lost 16 games, then they lose four in a row in the postseason. Glad I'm not ready. Wow. (laughs) Their goal differential was 103 in the regular season. That's tough. To put that in perspective, the next highest positive goal differential was 44. 
First place, goal differential, 103. Next place, 44. Least amount of losses, 16. The next least amount of losses was 24. And they just got swept. Yeah. That's bad. That's Ain't that it. Jets beat the Bruins, Bruins in OT. Vegas baby goes up 3-1 to one on the Sharks. That's annoying. The Sharks window. The Sharks need you, Jim. You think I got to watch the next Sharks game? I think so. I'll put on my Sharks hat. Couple vids. Yeah, okay. Get get the boys motivated? I think you're right. I think I have to. I think I think you're absolutely right. When when do they play? Does it go does it the same time as a Yankee game? Uh, let's see Tomorrow if I can find at that. 10 p.m. Perfect. And there's going to be no podcast tomorrow for us, right? No. That should that should be post uh who are we playing next? Are we playing the White Sox again? The Royals. Royals. And it starts at 6.30. So, yeah, I'm all in. Let's go fucking Sharks. They need Because we'll never be Royals. It's funny that she wrote that song based off uh, George Brett. She's my favorite person ever. Yeah. You don't think she's attractive anymore, though, which is good. I do. You looked at the picture and you were like, uh, never mind. No, I mean, I think we all have some bad picks out there. Look at some picks of me. Look at me right now. I got compared to Richard Simmons to start this show. I'm, I'm into say, Lord. I would say you right now and Lord are both unattractive. That's extremely but I think, rude. I think you're more attractive than Lord on, on, on your best day and her well, average day. Don't talk about my Lord like that. Should I start calling her my Lord? No. That's pretty fucking weird. You should call her me lord. Me lord. Yeah. But. Yeah, I do, I do it all for me lord. Oh, wow. Jake's pretty religious, huh? No, he just really likes lord. that crazy New Zealand singer or whatever, wherever she's from. New Zealand. You had it right. She I, on tour? I don't know. She dances like a witch, though. It's very scary. Like it. She dances like a, uh, what are those puppets on strings? Marionette. Marionette. She dances like... Like a possessed marionette. I like. Hey, she's expressing herself, man. I like it, man. You got to look at You went a step far. You went marionette getting sh- hit by bullets. No, that's yeah. what she does. You know who else dances I, like it? Maggie Rogers dances like that, and I love Maggie Rogers. So that's what I'm saying. I like the dancing. It's entertainment. Just Lord's not attractive. It's it's sexual. It's not attractive for you. Yeah. Um, so J.J. Watt said he was going to wing his commencement speech. And they were like, um, either prepare a speech or don't come. Yeah, I was actually, I was, because picture this. When you see the headline on ESPN, Badgers won't let Watt wing it at commencement speech, you kind of let out a sigh before you click it because you're like, this article is going to blow. But there's actually some pretty good quotes in there. <laughs> yeah, they they asked him to send a copy of his speech when he was done writing it. He said, "What do you mean? I don't write speeches. <laughs> I was just gonna go up there and talk." <laughs> uh, and <then laughs> and they were like, "Well, no, we have like a like a teleprompter and stuff. Like we, uh, you know." You got to do this. <laughs> so I don't know. He goes on and he's trying. I can't tell because now he's trying to be cool guy, J.J. Watt. 
so he has a quote at the end there that's like, you know, I have some things I want to get across, but let's be honest, they just want to go drink beer afterwards. They're excited. I know how commencement speeches go. They just want the person to give a cool message for five minutes and then get off the stage, which, like, yeah, J.J., you kind of neg- nailed it. Mm-hmm. But, like, where are you on J.J. Watt? Because you, when you were kind of into, like, PMT, that was prime J.J. Watt being the worst in that, that season of Hard Knocks. Yeah, but it seems like he realized he was the worst. Like, he was so in his own head. Right. And then he had to miss football and get humbled because he didn't have the on-the-field life. Okay, so because he has the humbling process, we're into it. I, I don't – I'm indifferent. Don't care. I think what he does for Houston is amazing. And there's right. you cannot knock that. So you No. So you can just say, like, yeah, great football player, kind of boring personality, but amazing human. Definitely, but he's using his whatever football has given him. He's using to help others, so you can't knock him. Yeah, not not at all. wasn't wasn't near that. But I think no, he. Uh, I I think just the personality stuff. It's interesting to me because he went. He was total hardo and kind of lost. So I guess with the adversity, he kind of came into. May, maybe he saw that because otherwise, I was wondering. I don't know because how. I'm I'm trying to picture someone that we would be friends with if they went full hardo kind of deep end like that and then they tried to come back and be cool. I don't know. I don't know either. Right? Got to got to be some got to be some weird vibes around him. All of our JJ Watt friends that listen, give give us a call. We have we know people that fall right into that category. I won't name them. Sure. But I'm saying that that's what I'm saying. Just even the way you said that, you don't give them the same guff. Respect, not respect, but kind of like you always have that in the back of your head. I guess that's what I was asking about J.J. Watt. Yeah. Well, it's funny. He probably does a lot of speeches. Like He does all the charity work. He's probably doing speeches. Probably never like I, I don't write speeches down. I just plan them out in my head. Then I talk. But right. commencement speeches are fucking terrible. Mm. Who spoke at your commencement speech? Some Polish guy that runs like uh, Stanley Tools or whatever. Nice, awesome. No, it's terrible. Yeah, I not had. Not only couldn't you, not only could you not hear him, but when you could, you couldn't make out the words because he was like super Polish. <laughs> I had um, Dan O'Brien, right? Or Tim O'Brien. Dan O'Brien's an author. Tim O'Brien was the mayor of. Connecticut or governor or whatever. Sure. But yeah, it, the we couldn't hear him at all, the people sitting. My parents could hear him up top, but the, the, where I was in the Excel Center, couldn't hear him at all. And me and my parents, we just texted each other and said, let's leave. I left as soon as I got my diploma. I didn't want to go to my graduation at all. Right. I had zero interest. The wor- one of the worst things we do as a society. Wow. Like a group outing should be fun. And graduation ceremonies are zero fun, sir. They're just miserable. In the play the fight song. That's the half, Jake. That is the half, Jim. I, I what do like you ch- got? You always uh, check in on me. I'm I'm swinging it all on you today. What, what's what's behind like, the scenes? I got like two bites of my burrito left. Okay, I'm excited about that. Good bites. Let me check. Are you going to do a setup bite and then one final bite? What's yeah. what's your game plan for the final no, two bites? No, I couldn't organize the bites properly because I was sneaking them as we recorded. Right. 
So it's they're just average bites. There's a lot of bread left at the end, which means there's probably okay. probably gonna leave some bread at the end. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, Katie made me a burrito, and that was really nice. It's really nice. Beans, eggs, breakfast burrito. You used to get I'm a breakfast over, burrito all the I'm time. I'm over here without a burrito, Katie. Yeah, but you already had three breakfasts, so calm down. Well, I could I could do a fourth. I'm gonna be your breakfast coach. Below t- below ten a.m. <laughs> below <laughs> ten a.m. Who says it like that? Your wordsmith. Ah, uh, Smith word. See, there you go. You do your own thing. You don't let rat, the English rat. language hold you down. He dances to the beat of his own dumb drum. Well, it's 6 o'clock. Time for the news. A man filmed his girlfriend having sex with his dogs. A man filmed his girlfriend having sex with his dogs. A couple was arrested for having sex in a pool while kids were swimming nearby. A couple was arrested for having sex in a pool while kids were swimming nearby. Portland's Hamburglar, a shoplifter who stole $2,690 worth of meat from Safeway in 2014, was arrested again for allegedly stealing $670 worth of shrimp from Winko Foods. The Canadian, the Canadian Supreme Supreme Court, I don't know if... I don't know if that's the correct term. I think this headline wrote it twice, but the Canadian Supreme Supreme Court. Here's case of woman ticketed for not holding the escalator handrail. Is this an Onion article making fun of Canadians? I don't know. And on the last one, uh, a teen boy was violated for accessing his school's dress code with his hairstyle, which they said it's kind of like a girl wearing a short skirt. Oh, and a couple whipped up laxative cookies on Facebook and got arrested. Forgot to scroll down and get that last one. Got it. A lot of stuff. Some sex stories, some theft stories, handrail crime. I'm going to need you to click the man filmed the girlfriend having sex with his dogs article. So here's where I'm at with it. Right. And initially I was like, wow, he like left up a nanny cam, like a secret camera, because he had suspicions. And then and then it and then he watched it and he found out that she was having sex with his dog. Now I know that's not the case. I know it was probably some perverted like he was making a porno with the dog involved. But my way initially was way, way cooler. Oh my god, the guy looks like a guy that would film his dog. No, that's rude. Yeah. And uh, uh the the girl who's a part of it, she's pictured a little later. Jim, I think this is kind of hoaxy. Not hoaxy, but the so the headline, man filmed his girlfriend having sex with his dogs, right? And then mm-hmm. it drops the quote-unquote nuke in here. But the most startling part is it that he even filmed his old gr- own girlfriend making out with his pet dogs. That's gross. That's gross, but that's not having sex with your dogs. Well, is it saying that's the... Is it just saying just the makeout? It says, still images and videos of sexual acts with animals like dogs and horses. 
Right, but what are sexual acts? Because that's right after that line, then it drops the the quote-unquote nuke of the article. And the most startling part is he even filmed his own girlfriend making out with his pet dogs. I think the startling part is that she even might have done stuff with his pet dogs instead of like show dogs and show horses, like even the ones they kept in their house. Uh, that's how right, I read but, that. But if your headline is having sex with his dogs, you'd feel like that would be said in the article. I think it is. I think what they're saying is they did sex stuff with all these animals and his horses, and they even made out with their own pet. Not saying that making out's the worst thing they did, but they did it with their house pet as well, which is basically like they lived with a sex victim. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think in the headline they turned up the knob on the article. I mean, this is still extremely weird. I don't think she had sex with their pet dog, which is how I want to walk away from the article too, I guess. I think she did. All right. Uh claimed his salacious sexual conquest. Wow, salacious sexual mm. conquest was only limited to the time frame in which he was in a relationship with his girlfriend. So he's like, dude, I only had that stuff because my girlfriend was into it. She you... was she was out of my league. I was doing anything to keep her around. She wanted to make out with my dog. Sure. Oh, okay, Jake. Here's, here's, here's the miscommunication between you and I in this article. They have images of sexual acts of other people They've watched porn, animal porn, of other people fucking other animals. Like, they have that on their internet, not them. Right. And then the videos of his girlfriend making out with a dog is them saying, and they may have even done it themselves. Right. But we don't have that on tape. We have her making so, out with a dog. So, so she may not have had sex with a dog, but they enjoyed other videos of bestiality. Got it. That yeah, that was now. that was my goal. I'm happy. Nice. Well, I still think that's bad. We shouldn't like you shouldn't Right, but I'm I'm just saying from the headline, a man filmed his girlfriend having sex with his dogs. We've come a little way from that. Oh, being a headline writer is being a professional liar. Right. Isn't that weird? A little bit. I I always feel bad for the people who write their articles. Like uh all the beat reporters and New York Post, like you can write a really decent article and then you give it to your publisher and your editor. They come up with a headline. They put some bullshit headline on there and then they tweet it out with just that headline. And the, uh, the author, the, you know, the writer gets like bombarded with like, what the fuck is this? And they're like, dude, if you read it, I mean, they put that headline up there. Come on. Yeah. Sucks. Headline, headline, headline writers ruining the world since 1911. Wow. That's that sounded like a headline writer. There you go. See? Play their own game. How about this dude in Portland who all he wants to do is throw barbecues, but he can't afford them, so he's got to uh, just go steal tons of meat. It's called the Hamburglar. Stole three grand worth of meat in 2014 and just throw, stole $670 worth of shrimp. I mean, that was his mistake. Um, a, his name is Barry Sanders, so... I mean, the guy The guy was screwed. Once the other famous Barry Sanders came along, mm -hmm. this guy's like, I've got nothing to live for. I guess I'm yeah. just going to steal meat. He thought he was quick by name association, so he just thinks he can run away yeah. from the cops at all times. You think, 
you think that Barry Sanders quick. You've never seen the Hamburglar. Um, I mean, I'm just mad that he went for shrimp. Like, keep it keep it consistent, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe maybe he he's throwing barbecues. He just wants some shrimp. I'm just saying, I Barry Sanders, be your own Barry Sanders, and just steal meat. Over the past decade, Barry Sanders, the Portland man, has been arrested more than 34 times for theft. He says, I know the law. I know the rules. I know what I can do and can't do. Every time I get out of prison, I steal. Yeah, I mean, what there it do? is. What do you do with a guy like that? Like, what is what it does the justice system in society do with a guy who, who says that sentence? Like, you can't lock him up for life because that's a waste of our money, like the country's right. money. And it's like, does the punishment fit the crime? Not really. But what do you say to a guy who says, I know the law, I know the rules, I know what I can and can't do. Every time I get out of prison, I'm going to steal. If he was stealing really important stuff like money or jewels or drugs, like he's just stealing meat right. from grocery stores, you just put this guy in house arrest forever? Yeah, house arrest. Maybe you, um, maybe you like put a fake store across the street that oh. stuff he's already purchased, and then he, but he doesn't know that. Like money, whatever money he makes, uh, just automatically comes away from him and goes into this fake store, and he just thinks he's robbing it all the time. Yeah, and you have one. It's Truman Show. Yeah, basically. Make a TV out of this, profit off of it. We get to watch this guy and all his different attempts at stealing. And you have some actors who, you know, try to chase him away every now and then, you know, let him go. But yeah, he's got to pay fines for all his 34 arrests. All that money goes into putting this fake store right across the street from his house. Invest it. Yeah. We just solved that. No problem. No problem. Okay. This Canadian Supreme Supreme Court case, Jake. Uh, this sounds like a fake article. It says it went to the Supreme Court because she did not hold the handrail. This is headline. It's either fake article or headline writers lying again. Canadian Supreme Supreme Court. <laughs> Here's case of woman ticketed for not holding Canada's most trusted news anytime. CTV news. Uh, yeah, it looks kind of real. I don't get it. Let me speed read this for everyone. Sure. A Montreal, a Montreal area woman's unusual case was heard in the Supreme Court of Canada on Tuesday, 10 years after a police officer ticketed her for refusing to hold on to an escalator handrail. Bella Kosayan was in a subway station in Laval in 2009 when a police officer told her to respect a pictogram on the escalator that said in French, caution, hold the handrail. The girl argued with the officer who detained her for about 30 minutes before she was released with a $100 ticket for failing to hold the rail and a $320 ticket for failing to identify herself. She was acquitted in municipal court in 2012 and then filed a lawsuit against the city, the police officer, and the transit corporation. She lost twice in Quebec records. The SCC took up the case last year. The girl's lawyer, Amar Misalakila, argued Tuesday that the case is about civil liberties. He said the officer had no right to demand the girl's name 
the girl's name and that she had no obligation to heed the pictogram. The lawyer, a lawyer for Laval told the court that the officer's actions were reasonable and that the situation could have been avoided if Quazin had simply identified herself. So you got a hothead cop who was trying to flirt with probably uh, a, a woman and like, hey, better hold that rail and see what the picture says right there. And instead of humoring him or giving him the response she wanted, she said, I don't have to hold the railing and probably was snarky about it because she's right. She doesn't. Pictures aren't laws. And uh, then he said, all right, well, now I need your name because he still wants to bang her. And she says, I don't have to give you my name. I haven't done anything wrong. I don't have to hold the railing because a picture tells me to. And then he said, now you have $400 worth of fines. So she's suing the police officer for all this. I stand with Bella Koshyan. Yeah, you 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 had it. That's I mean that's exactly what happened. 2009, 10 years later, here we are. Yeah. I stand with Bella. Yep. No. Don't hold the handrail. I don't know what we we're going to chant chant at the court case. We'll figure oh, it out. Oh, that was a chant. Oh my. Don't hold the handrail. Yeah, you know like you need a rhyme. Hey, don't hey hold ho. the rail. This penis party's got to go. Out. Hey, don't hold the rail. 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 Yeah, that's good. And uh, the last news was that this couple whipped up laxatives on Facebook Live. And I guess the cops were like, hey, you guys making laxatives in here? Because we just watched you make them on Facebook Live, so you're arrested. Ooh. Good picks. You'd like the picks. Methods? Uh, I think that's what you'd label it. Druggies? They're making meth, aren't they? Are they well, they're they... making laxative cookies. Why do they do this? Is this not drug-related? They just wanted to watch their all their neighbor's shit? So that's what I don't get. Okay. So the laxative lace cookies that were handed to school employees who were on strike and picketing at the school near the couple's trailers... Wow. Might actually be on their side a little bit. This is straight out of the show Shameless on Showtime. Like, you right? got a, an annoying group of picketers right outside your trailer just constantly chanting, don't hold the rail, don't hold the rail, don't hold the rail. And you're like, all I want to do is do my drugs in my trailer with my girlfriend and have a nice night, tie one off, relax. And I got these picketers outside chanting, how can we get these people to go away? Let's make them shit their pants. There's no bathrooms around here. Yeah, kind of on their side. I didn't know making laxative cookies was illegal. Well, you can't hand them to people who don't know that laxatives are in there. Right. Because that's poisoning someone. Is it? Has to be. That's what you're doing. Poisoning someone? Yeah, you're you're there's you're putting drugs in their body that they don't know about that mess with their body. I mean, I, I think they're doing them a favor there. Clear it all out. Um, yeah, I don't know. This is this is not where I expected to be. I'm, I'm almost on their side, man. Get those picketers out of here. They just shouldn't they just shouldn't have filmed themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone laughed in the movie The Help when she made a, a pie out of her own shit and served it to all the people. Everyone right. laughed. The same thing. 
Not even as bad, actually. They're not, they're not making these picketers eat shit. They're just making them shit. Right. What they do with their shit afterwards is their own business. They can eat it if they want. This couple's not forcing that. So, yeah, I think I'm on Bo Cozen and Rachel Sherrick's side. Don't pick it, man. Man, in Newtown, in Newtown, when everyone decided that they needed to come pick it in Newtown, it was so annoying. You're not helping anyone there. All you're doing, all you're doing is drawing attention to yourself. Yes. You're not helping. You're literally helping zero persons. You're just, you're just bringing attention to that area in a bad way. With so much better ways than picketing. I hate picketers. I love that Mitch Hedberg joke. I hate picketing, but I don't know how to show it. It's <laughs> good. All right. Let's go to... Let's go to... Bed of the day. It's the bed of the day. 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 Jakey. Jakey is one and one on the week as am myself. Where are you going to go, Jake? You're going to go NHL? You're going to go NBA? You're going to go MLB? Got a lot of options here. Where am I going to go? Who's it going to be? Uh, Jim. Oh, Jim. my God. Easy. Easy extra money today. Mm-hmm. Your Calgary Flames are facing the Colorado Avalanche. What's that series at? Series is at two to one. Um, the Avalanche won in OT in Calgary, and then they won six two at home last game. Maker, that college kid we talked about, he scored a goal in his NHL playoff, in his debut, happened to be in the playoffs. Jim, Calgary's flavored. This game's in Denver, baby. This town wants to be an avalanche town. It is when they're good. And, I mean, we're playing at altitude, kid. I I think the Avs want this game bad. Calgary's favored to win. Give me the avalanche at home, man. Hmm. Hmm, Jake. Hmm. Mm. So the first two games. The first Flames two games. Flames won 4-0. Avs won 3-2 in OT. And that was, that, was, that was not in Colorado. Those were in Calgary. They come to Colorado. Avs won 6-2 last game. So here's their total history. When when the Avalanche are the home team, they've won six to three. They've lost four to nothing. They've lost six to three. They've lost three to two, so they're three and one, one and three right now. They've won five to two, so that makes them two and three. They lost. So now they're two and four. So they're two and four against the Flames at home in the regular season. Now three and four, including the most recent win. So they don't have a winning record against the Flames at home. The Flames seem to have their number all year. A lot more wins on the Flames side. 
But you're thinking they can push this and make it a series. That's your. That's what you're going with. <laughs> Avalanche. Avalanche. <laughs> I don't get why you're laughing. <laughs> you get. You're getting deeper into this analysis than I thought you'd get. Trying to figure out why you're so confident with the Avalanche. I'm trying to think: is it just because you live there? Because that's usually a loss for you. Hey, make your bets, kid. I don't think your record when you choose a Denver team is good. Nuggets just won last night. I'm hot. Were they playing in Denver? Oh, yeah. Wow. Okay, there you go. Because you got the Rockies and the Nuggets wrong earlier. Well, Rockies wasn't even my bet. That was just testing a theory. Yeah. And we got to put that theory to bed. You know what? For the sake of... Whoa, I was going to say for the sake of the Yankees, I'll agree with you, but we disagreed yesterday oh, and good things happened. Boy. There's so much mental stuff going on here. For the sake of our friendship and for the sake of I want, I would rather a good series than a bad series. We've had so many hockey series that are 3-1, 4-0, 4 already. I am going to. Jake is stupid, but he's smart. Agree with you. It's a loser. Fade it. Go Flames. First time we're on the same page all week. I think it's right because I, I, the Avs are going to go up 3-1 and then they're going to go back to Calgary and that game six is going to be the big game Calgary tries to steal. But we'll see. We'll see. We will see. That ends the show. I'm going to play this Queen song, which is I Want to Break Free. I don't. I admittedly don't know this Queen song. Like this one snuck past me when they when I saw the movie and they showed the the music video of them dressed like women. I'd never seen that right. before, or really heard this. So yeah, it's like a big commercial song nowadays. I feel all Queen songs are commercial songs. It's like a Flonase commercial. Maybe, but all Queen songs became so commercial because they don't have any yeah. like meaning. To Good, good music, though. All right, that ends the show. Thanks, guys. We'll see you uh, tomorrow. Go tell all your friends. Listen to John Moore and Jake Radio. Leave a five-star. We actually haven't had a, a review in a long time, so go do that. We appreciate you. See ya. Hey.